Hi, welcome back to Oh Honey, the ooky, gooky, spooky, but a booky podcast. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Uh, well, welcome back uh, to another week of Retro Drag, where we're diving into Dracula season one, the most disgusting, uh, funnest drag show out there, I would say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, sorry this episode is coming out a bit late. Uh yeah, I know, shocker. But I got back from Spain yesterday. Uh, I'm recording it the same day that it's gonna be posted, so I probably recorded it an hour ago. <laughs> um but yeah, I just got back from Spain, so a little catch-up before we get started with the ghouls and gals from Dragula. Uh, yeah, I went back, I went to see my family, I saw lots of friends, it was pride, so it was a lot of, like, outside drinking and concerts and stuff. We, I went to a few drag shows with my friends and they were insane. The local queens in Madrid are amazing. They were great, they were serving looks, they were doing the drops, they were doing everything. Loved it. And oddly enough, like, doing a death drop and all that stuff... If you see it live, that that's the gag. Like you, you get shocked. <laughs> But uh, yeah, on Friday I went to see it's me, Valentina, which was a fun night. Um, she was going to perform in this uh, club at around 1 a.m. She went on at 4:30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> which is like you hear all these stories of Valentina being late and all this stuff. Uh yeah, she was three and a half hours late. Like who performs at 4:30 a.m.? Who? <laughs> But yeah, she did her original song she sang in All Stars 4 uh with dancers, and that was great. Her outfit was actually quite similar to the one from her promo in All Stars 4. It was like this glittery kind of like dancey short cocktail dress with the massive typical Valentina wig like brown and her makeup in person is just so stunning like it was so so cool and so amazing um which was great I don't know if I remember it a lot better just because I was off my face uh because it was pretty pretty late in the night and we had been drinking since uh midnight so so yeah it was it was a lot of fun the only thing I will say is that she did three songs and left <laughs> she was like oh yeah bitch i'm gonna be late i'm gonna do three songs and deuces <laughs> so yeah it went by pretty pretty fast but nonetheless it was it was a great performance and i'm glad i went to see her i would 100% recommend going to see valentina because she she was the boom boom gun she was the full fantasy the vanilla fantasy um and yeah i i recommend her 100% But anyways, so I hope everyone was having fun. It's been a London Pride here in the UK. So I have a few friends that went and saw Scarlet Envy, which I'm envious of that because Scarlet seems like the nicest person ever. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope everyone had a good time. Um, and yeah, let's get into Dracula. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so we start with the episode. So last week, Ursula Major got eliminated. I thought deservedly because she didn't 
bring it up like the other queens did. Um, we start the episode with the Boulay brothers in this sort of desert with like a lot of dead things, like lots of skulls and broken down stuff. And they talk about how there isn't enough death in Death Valley. So they get Israel, this big, yummy, beefy, daddy, hunky guy, <laughs> in his, like, speedos just to walk up uh, with a phone. And they ring the girls and say to bring their best zombie looks to Death Valley. So we get to see them outside a weird parking complex <laughs> in the middle of the night with half-baked zombie looks, which was very, very bizarre to see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're discussing, seeing who they think is gone. They all talk about how Ursula felt very defeated going into the extermination. But they all kind of want Loris to go home, finally. But anyways, you get Chochi back and Chochi talks about how Melissa and her really went in in their fight. And then Melissa comes in and she talks about how she was very sore from the challenge because they really, really hurt each other, which, I mean, from the challenge, you could tell that they were, they were actually slapping the shit out of each other, <laughs> which was great to watch, but I guess not so much fun to be there. But anyways, so we see uh, Frankie Doom to com uh, coming back as well, um, and they're all kind of shocked um, that Ursula has gone home. I didn't nor do I know that much about Ursula Major, but everybody was saying how much of a competitor she was, and they all thought that she was the biggest competitor. Well, everyone except Loris that just goes like, is she the biggest in social media? And the death stares from everyone. Like, you could tell they weren't having any of her diva shit. <laughs> Again, a great, great, great television. But anyway, so they're all shocked. Um, but they have to get going to Death Valley, which was, the next scene was a bit weird. It's just all of them in like their half zombie looks just passed out in a van <laughs> going through a desert, which was so stupid and so silly to watch. But anyways, we get the Boulay brothers talk to them. They're wearing this Betty boop, um, kind of like sheep woman outfit in black. Like, I don't know what that is exactly but yeah they they looked great they have their full-on black contacts again yeah they look pretty spooky and uh, they explain to them that they're gonna have to come out with their best zombie looks and then afterwards they're gonna have to do a performance in those zombie looks so they get taken to i guess another trailer to finish getting ready um and here we see essentially melissa in one side, talking to Frankie, Foxy, and Melissa, and not Melissa, uh, Frankie, um, and uh, Foxy about how the eliminations was very hard and how she really stepped out her game and she's gonna even be scarier and spookier this episode, which she is, but we'll get into it later. Um, and Foxy just says how disappointed she is in her performance throughout the entire competition. She feels she's been coasting through, even though she got a high critique last week. She was the worst of the highs. 
And she was disappointed because she had other props that really elevated her performance on the, like, woman that wrestle shitty thing. <laughs> I don't know what other props she was going to bring, but I'm kind of glad she didn't bring them. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Foxy talks about how she doesn't believe she's as creative as the others and that she's more of a performer and that she does, like, the death drops and all that stuff. All of this, she's saying it with a prosthetic eye dangling off her face like it's so stupid like she's like i'm just not creative i'm not really a monster whilst having a freaking eye dangling off her face it's just it's ridiculous it's so stupid um but anyways meatball and chochi are talking in the other interior delusions lounge like just chochi saying how from the first take, Melissa was already punching her and she lost uh, part of her wig and an eyelash and a contact. I was like, girl, like you lost everything. <laughs> I didn't see it, but apparently she lost literally everything from the first take. So because Melissa went so rough on her on the first uh, take, she went back to what she explained in the previous episode of like her getting bullied and all that stuff. So she went ham on her and punched her. Now they keep on showing this punch in quotes and it looks more like a slap to the face but they keep on saying that they punched each other so I don't know I'm not 100% sure about that but anyways uh, yeah we then get to see the boulets just presenting the showroom and they tell that the <laughs> this was very stupid they point like oh welcome to our special guest judge and I was like who the frick is gonna come to a desert in the middle of the day to guest judge this show <laughs> <laughs> and they point it out and it's literally a skeleton with a pink like stripper wig it was so stupid like stupid <laughs> but anyways we get uh, the first looks to come out so they start with melissa be fierce and now this was a gag now melissa for me has been really in the bottom pile of the girls like she has done an extermination twice now she hasn't really wowed me and <laughs> she wowed me i was like gagged gooped uh, literally i was so shocked it was this flamenco kind of dress with full-on like zombie prosthetic face like it's pale and bleeding hollow eyes big like chunks just falling off her face and you think like oh that's pretty gory and scary already she walks out and this baby with the umbilical cord still attached to the vagine, still attached, just drops out and she starts eating the baby. What the hell was that? Like, it was insanity, it was excellence, it was full-on monster and I applaud Melissa. Like, she was everything and more. Then we have... Meatball, and Meatball is giving this, like, kind of Western prostitute kind of look, like cabaret, big wig, big dress, uh, fan, and she's giving you comedy and performance, laughing lots, and uh, her face looks uh, very Marie Antoinette-like, beaded, but then bleeding as well. It wasn't, it was a good look. I don't think it was super mega zombie, but it was an interesting take. It was more of a campy comedy take on zombie. 
Um, and I really enjoyed it. I, To be honest, I think Meatwall is one of my favorites, so I'm kind of always going to be biased towards her. But, but yeah, I think it was pretty good. Next in line, we have also a really, really good outfit. You get to see Loris in this, like, strange jacket, and it's all white, and she has this, like, bunny face with bunny ears, um, this massive slit across, like, her chest. And it just looks very weird and spooky, and she walks out, and from the slit, she just takes out a heart and starts bleeding everywhere. So she just looks like this crazy, demented bunny. And I thought it was, like, very haunting and very, very good. Uh, we really well executed. The makeup and the outfit itself was stunning. Then we get Foxy. Now, Foxy's outfit was okay for me. It was very, um, I don't know, a bit boring. She did have the prosthetic eye coming out of her, which I thought that was pretty cool. But then the rest of the outfit was just like this sort of Western lady, um, not too big of an outfit, just big enough. And she's wearing a hat and pigtails. She's like the Wendy's of zombies, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't impressed with it. Her performance was very basic, I guess. Like she was just screaming and rolling and I'm like, okay. It was it was fine. It wasn't it wasn't great. Next in line we get Chochi Mochi. Um I was a bit disappointed with Chochi because Chochi has delivered some great concepts and great looks. Now her concept in this look, she explains she's like a dead pop star. Um and the outfit is pretty much that. It's just like a cocktail dress with like this big pearl like necklace. Uh, green, like lime green wig that's pretty big. Uh, she's wearing her sharp teeth and she's just bleeding from everywhere and she has a little mic and she's being silly with the mic. I, I, I thought it was okay. I was a bit bored again. I don't know. I thought when they say zombie, I was expecting something a bit more wow, like Melissa. That, that was a gag. So this fell pretty middle towards the bottom of the pack for me, if I'm honest. Then we get Frankie Doom, and now this was great. I loved this outfit. It was the weirdest, sharpest, like, massive, like, 10 centimeter long teeth. It kind of reminds me of that bottom fish from Finding Nemo that lures... Um, Nemo's dad and Dory down to the bottom of the ocean like you know that type of fish with the super long teeth it was giving you that like that type of mask with this cinched waist and massive boobs and corseted like one piece suit it, it was good it was really good I liked it the performance was a bit one note just like typical screaming bleeding grabbing but again it's a zombie so I don't know how much more they can do but yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, and last but not least, we have Vander. Now, Vander just kills it. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, it was incredible. He's giving you Dia de los Muertos, a skeleton zombie. Like, she has a prosthetic in her face that looks like a skull. And she has, like, she looks literally like a beautiful... Mexican skeleton that's come back to life to kill you in, you know, the middle of the night. It was so gorgeous. And I would encourage anyone to honestly Google 
Van der Vonaad zombie look because it was stunning. It was really, really good. The performance was very interesting because she does like this weird serpentine thing where she looks like she's freaking triple jointed, like just shaking and baking. And, you know, it was it was really good. I really liked it. Um, then the Boulet explained that they have like this pit crew member, like this guy in his underwear, and they're going to have to recreate a scene where they kill him. Everybody was pretty much the same, if I'm honest. Like, they are hiding from somewhere, they jump on him. I would say my two highlights were um, Melissa choking him with the umbilical cord of the baby. That was genius. Like, that was insane, and that was amazing. I honestly, Melissa, she won me over this episode. I thought she was going to get eliminated soon. She definitely won me over. She did great. Um, and Meatball also was very funny. She just like pretty much jumps on him and starts riding him and punching him. It was it was very silly and fun. But all the others were just, oh, I jump on you. I bite you. A prosthetic like prop leg comes out and there's blood and that's it. So, so yeah, it was okay. I really liked the looks. Like, to be honest, everybody did really good. Um, again, I think Foxy and Chochi did kind of the worst for me. But everybody else did very interesting takes to it. But anyway, so we get into the um, judgments. And everybody got pretty good critiques, I would say, in this episode. Uh, because there wasn't a guest judge, I think they got more time with them. And they were like, okay, we're going to give you critiques. And if you follow these critiques, you'll be able to evolve and you'll be able to win this competition. So it was quite nice that there wasn't really a favorite. Everybody seemed to have a fair chance. They were like, look, you can all win it if you follow these critiques and deliver what we want you to deliver. So they start with Frankie. Now, Frankie is praised for her charisma and like her concepts. However, they do tell her that she needs to polish the looks a bit more. Like when they zoom in, you can really see that the breast doesn't really match with the skin and they look like just two socks, not socks because they were like huge, but two like things attached to it. But like it just looked separated and weird. And I get I get what they were saying. Like it just needs a little bit more refinement because the concepts are great and her performance are great. So she just needs to bring up the polishment um, and she'll be good. Then we get Chochi, and shockingly to me, uh, Chochi gets really good critiques. They really like the concept. They say that, you know, they've seen this thirsty Hollywood pop singer or actress uh, before, and they really like the take on her as a zombie with the mic. Um, they do ask her to come out of her shell, similarly to Melissa last week. They see her delivering really good looks and really good concepts. However, her energy... Uh, it isn't matching the rest. They say that she's good. However, they need to compare them all together. And in comparison to the rest, she's just not delivering all that that they want in energy and like, you know, yeah, coming out of her shell and being more, being that monster, that extra. But yeah, she falls like in the middle of the pack. Then Melissa and Vander are called uh, to the front. Melissa is 
praised for her monster. Uh, they they loved it. They loved the concept. They gagged when she came out. They gagged when the baby came out. They gagged when he cho- she choked uh, the pit crew member with the umbilical cord. They she she was the winner. Like she had to be the winner for sure. This challenge was for her to win. She followed the critiques they gave her, and they loved that. So it's quite interesting to see. Because in Drag Race, sometimes the queens can follow the critiques and they don't necessarily get rewarded for following the critiques unless they deliver something super, super major or at least better than the rest. So a good example of this is Nina West. Nina was... I enjoyed watching Nina because she would get all these critiques and she would constantly apply them, but she never really got the acknowledgement of like, oh, we uh, we noticed that you've been changing everything that we've been telling you until the episode where she won the magic show. So I really appreciated here that they really reward change and following critique. And they were like, you know, you did what we told you to do. You delivered great. So you're the winner of this challenge. Uh, as well as Vander. Vander is also the winner. They really liked her concept. They really liked the performance. However, they tell her you would have snatched the win completely to yourself if she wasn't wearing this mask that covered uh, half the top half of her face. Vander later on in a confession room does explain that it was very, very hot and she did have the prosthetics to do the front of it, like the top half. However, she was worried that because of the heat, it wouldn't stick or it wouldn't look polished enough, which I kind of love. Like she knew, you know, uh, I think that was Frankie's, uh, Frankie Doom's problem. Like it was so hot that the outfit itself was kind of coming apart because at the end of the day, all these prosthetics and stuff are wearing glue and all this stuff. So if they start sweating, the glue is dissolving and everything looks like it's falling apart because they're in the middle of a freaking desert. Whereas Vander was a bit smarter and was like, okay, I'm not going to paint my face, the top half of my face. I'm going to wear this mask and it's going to look fucking insane, which it did. Like, it honestly looked like these professional looks that you would see in a house of horror. Like, it looked insane. Really, really good. So, yeah, they both win, which is very exciting, especially for Melissa, because she felt very defeated these last couple of episodes. But I feel like this has given her the confidence and the energy to really, you know, think that she can win this. And I honestly believe it. Like, I believe it in her now. But anyway, so those were the top two. Then they talked to Foxy. Now, they thought Foxy's look was okay. They really liked the prosthetic. However, uh, similar to Chochi, they really didn't get that energy from her performance. They did feel like she was too much into her own head and it was a bit too premeditated they they thought it wasn't natural and yeah they didn't really like the performance all that much which I understand it looked pretty basic so they tell her that unfortunately she's gonna be in her in the extermination challenge um then they talk to Loris they really like Loris' execution and they love the outfit and the performance. However, they didn't really get zombie out of it. They didn't get the concept. So they were a bit disappointed. They didn't think Loris really hit the mark with her bunny zombie look. Uh, I th- personally think 
Loris's one was pretty great and I would have put her in the top if I'm honest. But I do understand that the Boulay brothers wanted to see something else. This was maybe a bit too out for them, if I'm honest. Uh, too A bit too out of, you know, typical zombie look. So, yeah, they didn't think the concept fulfilled the challenge. So, unfortunately, they put Loris in the bottom too. Which, again, I personally didn't approve. And finally, they talk about Meatball. They say she's in the middle of the pack. They like the outfit. They love the energy and the performance. She really has a charisma when she's out there. However, they felt like the performance was too similar to the Evil Queen. It was just another iteration of a character that he already showed the brothers. So they just tell him to, you know, break that character and bring something new. Otherwise... Next time she might get eliminated, which I find fair enough. I really like that character, but I understand them not wanting Meatball to be a one-trick pony and to show a bit more, because she does have that, you know, charisma and comedy in her, which I completely agree. I want to see a bit more. So Meatball falls in the middle. So we have Foxy and Loris in the bottom, and we all think, like, it's going to be a bottom two. But... Of course not. The Boulay brothers gag us all and say that somebody else is going to go in the bottom. And they ask Vander, Vander out of everyone, to be in the extermination challenge. Out of all of the competitors right now, Vander was the only one who hadn't been in an extermination challenge. So they pretty much say that they're, they've been shocked at how well Vander has done the entire season thus far and that they're really happy with her looks and her performance and her charisma. She really has pretty much every tick on the boxes they want for the next drag super monster. However, they haven't seen that grimy, filthy punk element of being a drag super monster. So they ask Vander to volunteer herself to go into extermination and show them that she is grimy and dirty and disgusting and all that good stuff. So obviously, Vander being the badass that she is, she goes, of course, of course, I'll go into the extermination without even knowing what the extermination was. Like some of these exterminations have been horrible. Like the one where they get buried and start getting like thrown crickets and stuff on them. Anyways, so the Boulay announced that the extermination challenge is going to be having to eat cooked pig brains. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting cooked pig brains without using their hands and just using their mouths they say that depending on the amount of brains they eat and how they eat it and the performance part of it um they will be scored higher they also can opt out to not do the challenge however this will reflect negatively in their scorecards and hence they can get exterminated now, this was interesting because Loris, in the first few episodes, was constantly saying how much of a vegan he is. And, like, he was just kind of annoying everybody else, uh, just talking about his beliefs and stuff, uh, which, honestly, uh, props to him. I, I think that's great. Um, but, yeah, this was interesting because, of course, they had to eat cooked pig brains. It wasn't just, like, a normal even meat. It was, like, a disgusting meat. But anyway, so the challenge starts and Foxy and Vander go at it. They full-on ravage those pig brains, which, again, disgusting. 
Loris, on the other hand, he's standing there and then he just plops her leg into the table and starts giving this speech about how she hasn't had meat in over two years by choice and that she believes that animal eating is cruelty and all that stuff. And then she says, but I'm not going home. And then she proceeds to like really, really struggle to take off her prosthetic and like like the little bunny face she had and takes off her gloves um, and starts kind of eating the brains, but she's coughing and gagging a lot. Like there's a lot of coughs and weird noises and it was a bit uncomfortable. Uh, on the other side, you have Foxy and Vander. Foxy completely demolishes her brains and starts eating Vander's brains like insane. Anyways, uh, the challenge finishes and everybody pretty much believes that Loris is going to go home just because she spent a bit too long just giving the dis this dissertation about meat and all that stuff. Um, so everybody pretty much believes Loris is going home, although Foxy does feel a bit down. Um, but... Yeah, we get to the next scene and we see a little alleyway and dollar signs on the floor and somebody in this red prostitute wig <laughs> just collecting dollar signs, collecting them, going in and we get to see the face and the look and it's Foxy Adjue in this full-on prostitute guiche <laughs> looking like a stripper, like it was an amazing outfit. It was truly great. And we see her crawling and getting all these dollars and gets to a point where we see two hands lock her in this room, which we then find out is a freezer. Um, and then she has just this silly moment where she's just holding dollars and freezing to death, um, which was pretty great. Uh, and yeah, that was the end of the episode. Six queens remain. What's gonna happen? I am very excited. I I completely forgot how good this series was, but it's really getting to the nitty-gritty. I really believe all of the ones that are remaining could win it. Everybody hates Loris. I really like Loris. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next episode. Um, thank you very much for listening. Again, sorry for it coming out day late, but you know what? That's the tea, mom. Sorry, sist. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed, please leave a review. That really helps me out and share it with whomever you think might enjoy Drag Race or Dragula or anything drag related. Um, follow me on Albi Halliwell if you want to see how my face looks sad. Or follow the podcast official Instagram, Oh Honey Pod. I hope you have a beautiful week and thank you very much and see you all next week. Bye. Oh, honey.